and welcome to the Common Good Podcast, the podcast that showcases the very best of Glasgow Caledonian University and how the institution and its research benefits people and communities, both at home and overseas. My name is Craig Telfer and today I am joined by Ailey Fulton, the GCU Students Association Student President. Ailey, thank you very much for coming on to the show. Thank you for having me. How have you found the last three and a half weeks? How have you been dealing with things? It's been really busy. I found myself probably busier than I was actually in work. I think, you know, you become readily available when you're on your laptop all day. So it's been hectic. Um, It's been a bit of a bumpy ride, if I'm being honest, in terms of feeling quite anxious about how things are going and Mm -hmm. making sure that I'm trying to stay as positive as I can so that I can handle any student concerns that are coming in towards me and just continuing to engage with the job that I do and engage with the university to help this go as smoothly as it can. Yeah, tell me about some of the issues that you've been dealing with since the university closed last month. So a lot of it has been around um, academic issues with students, them adjusting to online learning, making sure that everything that they need to complete their degrees online is available to them. So before we actually closed down, we made sure that by closing the library that wouldn't put any student at a disadvantage and that the resources that they need were already online. So we sorted that out before the campus closed. And then it was a case of looking at assessments and different deadlines that were coming up, pushing those back as far as we could to give students a little bit more time to complete. Canceling the first and second year exams came about and, and we sorted that quite quickly. And now we're looking at the no detriment policy that the university's just put out last week to make sure that no student is disadvantaged because of COVID-19. That sounds like a phenomenal amount of work you've been doing over the last couple of weeks. How have you, how have you managed to find it all? It's, it's been overwhelming at times. I think I've got a good team behind me that I know I can lean on when I need to. And that support system is there. I found I actually uh, dial into the daily executive board meetings as well. So mm-hmm. having regular catch-ups with the university has lifted a little bit of the weight off my shoulders. I found to that I can, any student concerns that I get in, I can pretty much deal with then and there and and get them to the right people so they don't weigh me down for too long. But it has been a bit overwhelming. I'm making sure that I'm taking time away from the screen when I can and relaxing. You're certainly right about what you're saying there about spending more time in front of your screen than you normally would if you were in the office. I've certainly found that as well. What are sort of the most common issues that you're dealing with from students? Um, We're getting a lot of students reaching out. It's mainly anything that student reaches out about has come back to well-being and student mental health, whether that's issues regarding their academic experience or it's, you know, their their financial situation at the moment or not being able to see family or friends and just Mm -hmm. feeling a bit lonely. It seems to all tie back down to how it's affecting them mentally. So We've been working with the university to lift the rent charges of Caledonian court students, and that seemed to help out a lot. Um, We've been working on uh, giving students extensions and taking away any not completely necessary exams Mm -hmm. so that they're not put under any more stress than they need to be. So it's it's really things like that, just making sure that students have someone to speak to if they need it and increasing our our well-being provisions as well. Is that a sort of thing that's easy enough to deal with remotely or would you prefer to deal with it on a face-to-face basis? I wouldn't say any of it's been particularly easy. I would always prefer to deal with it face-to-face but I think everybody's coped with it doing it online and it's you know there's always teething problems with these things and the amount of work that's been put in to get everything online probably should have taken a lot longer but 
everyone, you know, pulled together and, and got it all sorted then and there. So as much as I would like to see students face to face, and I'm sure the students would like to see us face to face and see their um, lecturers and their classmates and things like the wellbeing service uh, would be much better face to face, but it's just the circumstances that we're under and we're all just trying to adjust. Now you've kind of touched on it there, really, but what have you made of the response from the GCU students to the, the shift to like online learning, remote teaching, that sort of thing? I would say for the most part, it's been pretty positive. A lot of students are being really understanding as to how much work this is, the staff and, and the staff are being really understanding towards the students as well, that it is a lot to get used to um, in a very short amount of time. But for the most part, it's been pretty positive. We'll always get, you know, a few students that we can't please everybody in, and we're trying to make adjustments for those students as and when they come up. So you know, overall, it's been pretty understanding, pretty positive. And for the few that, you know, there's still a few issues cropping up, we're trying to solve them as quick as we can. Has the amount of work you've had to deal with slowed down in recent weeks? So it's still a constant high level? No, um, it's it's a little bit calmer. Uh, but I would say I'm just as busy. And, you know, the rest of the team, both within the Student Association and um, staff within the university still seem to be pretty busy. We have had the rest days the last few Fridays, which I think have been really helpful for staff and students um, mm -hmm. just to kind of get a bit of time without having to, to go full on work mode. So it's, it's getting towards quieting down, but we're also getting towards when online assessments will occur and, you know, that will come with its own challenges. So I'm sure it'll pick back up again. But it seems to be a steady stream at the moment. Yeah, that's something I was going to ask you there, Ellie. You've, you've, you've touched on it there about online assessments. What are some of the other challenges that are likely to come up in the coming weeks? I think, you know, some programmes have already done online assessments before, so they're used to that. Um, but there will be some programmes where this is the first time that they're running their assessment online and it's whether or not it all goes to plan. I'm sure, hopefully, they will. And I think a lot of people are well prepared for it. But, you know, you can be well prepared for anything and still have a glitch, especially with technology. So it's just keeping fingers crossed that everything goes as smoothly as it, as it can do. At what point do you think we'll get back to normal? And that's quite a big question to throw at you there. Um, I really don't know. I hope it's soon. I think I don't think it's going to be terribly soon. But I hope, you know, by the next academic year, we can get people back on campus again and get a bit of normality going because a large part of the learning experiences, having that face-to-face -face contact and mm -hmm. not even for the students, but having staff on campus as well and having that kind of peer-to-peer -peer support day in, day out is really important to people. So I hope it's sooner rather than later, but I'm not professional, so I don't yeah. think I'm one to say. Do you think in a strange way this has brought the GC community closer together? For sure. I think this is something that um, me and my team talk about quite a lot is Although it's a horrible thing to be happening and none of us want it to be happening, there's always a silver lining to things. And I'm engaging with people that I don't usually get to speak to on a day-to-day -day basis, which has been really nice. And I feel closer with my team because we're having to reach out and, you know, check in on each other and make sure that we're all doing okay and support each other through all of this. So I think we're all closer. We're, I'm getting more time with students than ever before, I think. In my first year as a vice president, I had a lot of student-facing REMA areas, whereas as student president, you have relatively none student-facing REMA areas. So this has given me a chance to engage with students almost every day and kind of set aside a time to say, this is when I'm going to speak to students. So I feel closer to the student community 
I think the student community feels closer to their lecturers and vice versa. And as staff, we seem to be working a lot more, you know, linked into each other. You've been student president for nearly 12 months now, Ailey. It sounds like you've really enjoyed the role. Yeah, it's it's been a wild year to say the least. Um, <laughs> this is definitely not how I pictured ending my year. I had my last Senate today, um, which was really weird because this is not at all what I thought it would look like. So <laughs> yeah, it's, it's been a really good year. It's been a good two years um, that I've been in the post of a full-time officer. And I'll miss it for sure when I go. And it'll be weird to kind of leave in the dead of night on May 29th. Why did you want to become the Student Association Student President? Um, I think it all kind of stemmed from, I was always really heavily involved with kind of student representation, even from like high school. And then when I got into university, I came into direct entry into my second year and I was a class rep. And then I went for a school department rep and I actually got turned down. (laughs) <laughs> and then I went for my first role and got that. I was like, haha, showed you guys. So, um, yeah, so I did that for a year. And then I would say your first year as a full time officer, you kind of get stuck into it and you're learning the ropes of things and you're getting to know people and you kind of start a lot of projects. Whereas I wanted to carry it on into my second year and become student president because I had a lot more stuff that I wanted to finish off and a lot more things I want to start again this year. So, I would say I've done some good stuff this year, but uh, a lot of it has been put on hold for <laughs> COVID-19. Can you tell me about some of the, the, the policies and practices and projects that you've started and you've implemented? Yeah, I would say um, probably the two biggest things. Uh, my first year, I reopened the roof garden at the now Sir Alex Ferguson Library. Mm. Um, so that was a big campaign that I ran on in my first year and when I was elected. That was the first piece of work that I tried to carry out. And then we eventually opened it. And then um, going into my second year, we were working a lot on graduation fees. And then we eventually got the graduation fee scrapped for both London and Glasgow. So that was a really big win for us and a really exciting piece of work. One of the other initiatives that you've brought to GCU is The Circle. And that's Annie Lennox's charity that supports women around the world. Can you tell me about that? Yep, so this was something that came about um, in talks with Annie Lennox when she became our Chancellor and we were talking about some of the initiatives that she drives forward in her personal life and how we can tie that in with the university. So she has the organization called The Circle, which, like you said, works to kind of support women and girls across the globe. So we wanted to start our own student branch of that. So we started the first student society of The Circle. We've got about 40-ish members or so, um, so it's picked up quite well in its first year. So I'm the president of that society, and I think being the president of the society at the same time as a student president, I didn't have as much time to give to it as I wanted to. So I'll go back to my studies next year, and I'll continue that society on so that we can still do stuff. Um, but we've done a few different fundraising events and just trying to spread the word of the good work that the organization is doing. Brilliant. I'm very pleased to hear that. Now, you've mentioned that you're stepping down from the role of student president at the end of May. You're going back to your studies. What is it you're, you're actually doing? I'm doing applied psychology. So I'll go back into my fourth and final year, which I'm sure will be extremely difficult after taking <laughs> two years out. I've not done like an academic piece of writing in that long, so I'm a little bit nervous about it. But I know quite a lot of people in the psychology department that, um, you know, have said that they're more than happy to kind of help me get back into the rhythm of academic writing and settle back into just normal student life. 
Now, Susan Doherty, one of the three vice presidents, she's replacing you. She'll be the new student president from June onwards. Are you pleased to see Susan coming into your role? Yeah, definitely. I was um, I was involved in Susan's campaign uh, this year to run to be student president. So more than happy to give my role over to her. I think she'll do a fantastic job and she's really motivated to get a lot of work done. So I can't wait and I'll be a student at the same time that she's my student president, which is really nice. I don't think that's happened many times before. So I'm looking forward to it. We still be involved with the Students Association in some capacity. Definitely. I don't think they can ever get rid of me. So <laughs> I'm going to try and take a step back as much as I can. I think it's really important to give the new team some breathing space and to let them do their jobs and do it how they want to do it. So I'll take a, a massive step back, but I'm definitely not too far away if if they need me for anything, then I'll be still involved with the societies and likely to be an academic rep at some point as well. So never too far. If you could pass on one piece of advice to Susan that you've learned over the past 12 months, what would it be? I think, you know, <laughs> trying to think what's appropriate to say. Um, <laughs> you know, it's important to recognize what's the reason why you, you went for the job in the first place. I think sometimes you know, you can get so wrapped up in all these projects and a lot of things that people want you to take part in and tie into that you need to remember why you did it. And realistically, we all did it for the students. So at the end of the day, we're, we're with them and, you know, we're there to represent them and, and what they want the university to do. So, yeah, just be with the students as much as you can. Obviously, you know, we still have our own opinions and stuff. And I think I've been clear about that in the past. But remember why you did the job. How do you think your role as student president will help you when you go forward in life, when you go back to your studies, when you leave the university? How do you think that will hold you in good stead? I think I've, I'm a very different person from when I first came into the role uh, two years ago. I was very, very shy and very quiet and I had a lot more hair then. <laughs> um, but it's really brought me out of my shell and uh, out of my comfort zone as well. So. I would say I'm, I'm a lot more confident, which I think you can never really go wrong with being a bit more confident. So I'm looking forward to life after this. I, I, like I said, I'll miss it. I'll definitely miss it, but I won't, I don't know. I appreciate everything that the job's taught me and, you know, to stand up for myself and stand up for other people and put myself forward for things that I wouldn't normally do. So yeah, that answers your question. And of course, you'll be the first Glasgow Caledonian University Students Association student president who's ever served their term during the midst of a global pandemic. So well done for that. Thank you. Thank you. Maybe I should get a plaque or something. <laughs> Ailey, thank you very much for talking to me today. I really appreciate your time. Thank you. Thank you, Craig. And thanks for letting me share some of my experiences over the past two years. Excellent. It's been brilliant to listen to. And I'd like to thank everyone for listening to the show. And I hope you'll join us again soon when we'll be talking to another member of staff from Glasgow Caledonian University. Until then, I've been Craig Telfer and this has been the Common Good Podcast. <laughs>